I hope you're strapped in and strapped on. Finding the toy that fits your body the best. So I have this thing called a bender. Bender, like like the hot guy from Breakfast Club? Like the hot guy from Futurama. I'm gonna come, but I hate it. Like we'll start a war over that one orgasm, not knowing women can have six. <laughs> so I found that very interesting how you said um you use a toy with your partner to to finish because I have never thought of that. Hmm. That's something I think I need to really try is to go ahead and bring a toy on my hookups because I, for me, well, so I have a very complicated relationship when it comes to sex. I, um, I used to be able to orgasm during sex before I really got into drugs and before I got into the into sex work and and all that and i um i would i I don't know just in in sobriety i had not been able to find a partner to a consistently have sex with (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but b to help me finish you know and so i think that's a big thing too is that i I'm starting to discover, me personally, I think I need to be with someone consistently, you know? And just like, I have this one guy down the street that I feel super safe with hooking up. Hot neighbor. And, but, yeah, my, 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 my hot DILF neighbor. Yeah, do we, his, and, do we know his name yet, or? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. I don't know his name. Um, I remember that. And, See, there we go. Somebody listen. All the fans. Uh, all the fans. Still no I name. Update. No name. Um, and so I, I just I I don't know. I I've never orgasmed with him ever, ever. But it's getting to a point now where I can't even hold an erection with him. So I'm just kind of like, ugh. Maybe I'm just not that into him. Yeah, time <laughs> to tap out. I think. Yeah. Maybe because I just I'm so. Self-conscious with the fact I don't know his name. You know? (laughs) Knowing someone's name, knowing (laughs) who the fuck is inside you is (laughs) usually helpful, but I don't know. I mean, pros and cons, pros and cons. (laughs) Pros and cons, pros and cons. Pros and cons list. I think, too, like, when we talk about partnered use of sex toys, that, like, mutual masturbation is a a big part of that. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be Mm. using a toy on someone else or having a toy used on you. Mm-hmm. Because I've only ever had a toy used on me in that partner situation. Yeah. You know? And, and then sometimes I left it doesn't... the hotel with the toy up my ass. Sometimes, <laughs> it just doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't work when someone else is doing it. Or you have to kind of train them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, specifically in sapphic situations, but in any situation where you're using a strap-on, that, like, strap-on dildos are notoriously unreliable, too. And so Mm. it's like, there's Mm. so much, at least for me in my previous relationship, there was so much anxiety about like the fact that it wouldn't do exactly what I needed it to do because it's not an actual extension of my body. Mm. And it was like, I think like the harness we were using wasn't tight enough either. And so it was like much too floppy. And so it's just hard to like, I guess, understand exactly how it's going to maneuver and pleasure your partner Mm -hmm. versus, you know, being able to use like body parts is so much just more reliable. And so sometimes I think we were just like nervous to go through the awkwardness of it not working because we had to do that several times where it's like, well, 
you know, we're, it's just not doing what we need it to do. Yeah. And I, I'm also another question I want to pose because like part of our issue is that we were using a, like a harness that was um, something that she had purchased with her previous partner. And so I'm also curious what people's thoughts are on like overlap of sex toys. Like I said, specifically, and I think sapphic situations where you have women who have a strap on or like, you know, sapphics who have a strap on and that's their go-to for when they want to fuck another woman or another sapphic. And so it's like, yeah. Yeah. I think like, well, so actually I don't know off the top of my head how expensive the harness portion of that is. Are they, are they like, more costly than some other sex accessories it definitely varies the one we had was 25 dollars, i believe and that was one that's like it's underwear Mm. with like a little hole in it and you just put the thing in it and that's why it was so like it didn't work very well because there's no tightening to be done it's just in there but i imagine like the the dildo is like an emotional like something that's been inside someone else like feels potentially Right. We did have a different dildo. We we had like our own dildo, which I still have. And I wonder now, like, I don't know if I'd ever feel comfortable using it with someone else, even if it's only like Mm. for going inside me. And I'm just like, you know, then we don't have to worry about the crossover of it being in someone else's pussy potentially. But even if it's just going in mine, like, yeah, some of the like attachment to that specific toy. Sure. Yeah, so, especially if it's like such a central part of your like go-to mm-hmm. sex yeah. with your partner. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I totally get that. I don't think I would feel comfortable using that eight-incher eight on somebody else. Um, <laughs> I'm only laughing because we're calling it the eight-incher. I know that's what it is, incher. but <laughs> it's the eight-incher. Um, but I also. I I have y- had partners use sex toys on me that they that they have in the moment I didn't think about it but now thinking back they probably use it on other people as well you know because it's not like you're gonna crack open a for from like you know the the button the the, the blister pack like a fresh dildo for every random yeah hookup you know yeah I I think like that's I think there are a few exceptions to kind of the the consideration or I don't want to say rule because rule seems really steadfast, but um, there are a few exceptions to the one toy shouldn't be used on multiple partners. Mm-hmm. I think like in my mind, I think, okay, well, if I had a, well, I'll say up front in my current relationship, I got rid of toys that I had used with anyone else and like luckily my favorite toys I had only ever used on me so like it worked out in my favor but I think like had I used or had someone used a toy on themselves with someone else like in a mutual masturbation situation or if they had asked someone to use one of their toys on themselves so like if I had a toy and I said hey, use my toy on me. Um, Then if the new partner was, like, comfortable with it being still used on only the, like, original owner of it, then, like, I think just communicate about that. But I think, like, um, you know, like, I mean, if my my partner or anyone I was hooking up with, like, leaned over to their nightstand drawer and was like, 
choose a toy, any toy, I'd be like, well, where and who for all of these? You know what I mean? Especially <laughs> if I was if I was entering a new romantic so for example with my long-term partner now like obviously he's had casual hookups before me and if he had just like pulled out a vibrator and was like i like to use this on women i'd be like absolutely not like we're now in a long out of here with yeah like we're in a long-term monogamous relationship and you're telling me that you want to use your like and you're telling me you've been with women yeah (laughs) (laughs) how dare you you have been with whomst um yeah like that's that's a no-go in my mind no totally i think i mean specifically like yeah you guys are talking about you know the more um like physical parts of it where i don't yeah want something that's been in somebody else that i don't know necessarily in me um but i yeah i think like specifically for that situation it was like not part of the penetrative thing so it was just like you know but it it still feels very much so like um yeah like 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 a transgression of the of the intimacy exactly i think if i think if it's cheap enough to replace just fucking replace it right if if someone had a custom harness or sex wing like made from fucking germany or whatever like then okay maybe have a conversation of like this is my thousand dollar harness that i had built it's for like my body the bmw of harnesses yeah you know what i mean but if it's if it's cheap if it's if it's less than two hundred dollars which in the sex toy and accessory market is still considered like pretty low end i think like just yeah. just replace it pick something out together reinstate trust and intimacy through a mutual purchase that's yeah that's my that's so funny though that we feel that way because like like the same fingers have been in other people you know but i didn't worry about about that (laughs) they never have catch me telling my partner tonight that he needs to get a new dick because it's been so many other women Uh, yeah no me and em are gonna have a meltdown over that later Claire and I love to bond over the like I'm totally secure in my body and my relationship but also he's never been with anyone else anyone else no it's hard for both of us with partners that have had lots of exploration I have had lots of exploration and I recently went on a date with also I have like a client list too you know and so but I recently went on a date with a virgin and uh, 30 years old, gorgeous body, but had just, just come out in 2018, was learning to navigate his sexuality, and then COVID hit and never really did anything. Um, and I was like, I um, am definitely not a virgin. <laughs> he just kind of like took from that that uh, that vibe to not ask questions. But I was at a dinner the other day, and I was joking it, uh, so this dinner was was a gay men's dinner and i was joking about how um my goal for the summer is to either reach a body count of 65 or fall in love and <laughs> the uh by august and all these gay guys were like 65 that's it oh my god someone's <laughs> like inexperienced <laughs> i'm just like i was a hooker okay <laughs> like yeah. Y'all haven't been around, but I'm only uh, also I'm only 27, and most of these men are in their mid mid to late 30s. Yeah, so you, you have so there. much time. Literally, it's <laughs> yeah, funny because I, <laughs> I have time. How encouraging! I have time. It's funny because I like 
I feel the opposite, I think, of Em and Claire, where um, I'm, I was like more inexperienced in my previous relationship than my partner. But I felt so like confident about that because I was like, God, I bet I'm so much better than our last partners. I just like, it was like, it revved me up a little bit to be like, okay, I've got something to prove. Yeah, I definitely, I I love that. Something to prove mentality. Um, Except in a negative way. I've had to notice, something I've noticed is like, yeah, you can have a lot of partners, but not a lot of sex. Yeah. And you can have a lot of sex and not a lot of partners. A lot of one night stands. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, Yeah. I got to know your body, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got Let's to go, know what bitch. you like. It's mm-hmm. different. It is different. I was going to say, can we touch on pegging? Yeah. So I'm trying to get my partner to be open to pegging. Perhaps that sounds manipulative <laughs> because, because I want, I want him to be into it. So that's why, although this has been on my mind for literally like three years, it has not fully come into a reality. To um, fruition. Because, yeah. Yeah. I wish, but you know, um, just because it's like such a new experience for me in that type of like position Um, But also because uh, I, you know, I think that there's too much stigma around, like, prostate stimulation for people who don't typically have male partners or partners with penises or, like, experience bottoming, like, in any other sense. And so, um, you know, I I just figure, like, if, if I had a prostate I'd be like I'd be shoving shit up my ass you know like I'd be Absolutely. like wanting to experience that type of and I'm like I, I've been I, doing that since 2003 okay <laughs> hell yeah no I'm like I don't get why like it's such a taboo that people don't want to at least just like get up there well, and massage it a bit so you know as the as the resident prostate of the panel um <laughs> I can I can say it's it has to do with homophobia. Um, totally. Not, not in a, like, not in, but it has to be in the sense of, and there is some of this within the, within the gay male community, um, where there are some tops who are strictly tops. Yeah. You know, and it's. Um, the straightest of I gays. do. The straightest of gays, you know, and it's because, like, what if I like it? Does that make me gay? You know, yeah. Um, I keep seeing all these memes of like, um, it. Do you know like the 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 he he memes where it's like God making the male G spot up his ass and making homosexuality a sin? You know, like I um, I I keep seeing those memes, but there is that fear of even within the 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 man on man community of like, oh, I don't do that, you know. Because, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gay, but, like, I'm not that gay. Yeah. No, I think that's very real. And, like, like you were saying, it's not it's not necessarily, like, an individual-level homophobia. But it's, like, you know, it's just this systemic, mm-hmm. yeah, internalized think, homophobia that all of us experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's also misogyny. And I think that misogyny and homophobia yeah. obviously have a lot of different intersections. But I think that's one really big one where 
not only is it like because I think generally like when we think of pegging, we think of a cis woman fucking a cis man. Yeah. And that yeah. that is that is a power play that is not necessarily like either acceptable, you know. And so even yeah. if it's not and mm-hmm. I, I think that like there's so much validity to what you're saying, Connor, about within most gay community, like most gay subgroups being the least mm. gay of the gays and, and that being yeah. something people hold on to. Um, but even with like even in heteronormative relationships and it and it being something where it's like, um, I'm not going to get like fucked by a woman, you know? Yeah, because of the, sure. the power play is so different, and and to give to give folks the benefit of the doubt, I guess it's also like it's a type of pain with pleasure that I think is like uncomfortable for people as well, and that mm-hmm. being, I mean, I, I I think that 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 plays into it as well. It's like this fear of like, is it gonna hurt? And like I think for people who who are um, tops like that tends to be less of a of a concern that they have to worry about and then it's like this whole other aspect of sex that seems scary and then it's like threatening yeah absolutely i think what's funny though also though is that like for cis women that idea of pain with pleasure is so ingrained in the way that we think about sex anyways and in general mm-hmm. so like yeah. cis women generally have to go through and i mean anybody with a vagina generally i think is like put in that position at some point where it's like this is going to hurt at least at first or at least for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's just accepted as a part of it. You exactly. Know? Whereas for, for anybody with like without a vagina or with a penis that that's not, that's not ever part of the narrative mm-hmm. is, you know, or for, I guess, yeah. yeah. Heterosexual people with penises. That's never yeah. the narrative that you're going to have to hurt at all. You're not going to have to suffer. And so I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. But I think that that even still is tied back to like some threads of sexism. Well, right. And I'm like, I, I don't have a prostate and I've, I've had anal with three different partners. I'm like, hello. <laughs> and I think, I think you're right that it's like, it's like, I'm not going to get any pleasure out of this. That isn't like derived from the kinkiness of the yeah. act. And, and I do like, well, I mean, I think it's fun. Well, at least for me, like I have never yeah. been like genuinely so like you, being sexually. Do you, do, you, do you guys explore, do you guys have explore anal play or no? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's fun. And I was going to say, like, although I've never, like, fully pegged my partner, like, we have played with prostate massagers, and it is something that we're, like, open to and has been a new part of toy exploration that is very fun. Because I, I genuinely am, like, I'm jealous. I want, I wish I had a prostate. I think it sounds, like, so much fun. <laughs> I think, too, like, something, at least that I would want to say, too, men who are or and I say I say men I address men in particular because like it seems like more often than not they're the ones who are terrified of ass play and also benefit Mm -hmm. from it in a way that's different from how a cis woman would benefit from it um but like with the proper preparation and with the right lube and the right toy and or consideration from your partner there shouldn't be pain and so, you know, obviously the shameful part, that's that process comes from like a lot of internal work and like processing mm-hmm. of, of shame and like the core of that shame. But in terms of discomfort, much like the loss of a woman's virginity should not be painful despite what we're told. Ass play is the same way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's a it's way more delicate than like shove a penis into a vagina and make it happen or like 
even the simple parts of like, I'm going to hold a vibrator to my clit and then I'm having an orgasm and it's easy and nothing is difficult. It's like a, I use a fuck ton of lube. I am touched very gently and then slowly but surely work my way up. I think it's important that you say shame too, because I'm thinking about it and like the only ass play that I've ever even like gotten close to experimenting is I like really wanted to eat my previous partner's ass, which is like very low risk. You know, there shouldn't be any even pain involved, but that was still something that they were very like, you know, a a little averse to. And I think that that some of that was was shame and just the idea that we are sensitive about our butts, very yeah. sensitive about our butts, sometimes even more so than our genitals. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's so taboo. It mm. really is. And honestly, I mean, that's part of like, I think for me, what makes it exciting is that it's taboo. Yeah. You know, but also, of course, mm-hmm. there's that shame associated with it. And those things can be so intertangled for people. Yeah, I think, like, I, again, I'm lucky because I experience less shame than a lot of people because I grew up in a sex-positive household. Um, There's still shame, I feel, about lots of things that are sex-related. But when it comes to ass play, toys or otherwise, like, I have now, I have changed my routine to always be prepared to have ass play. So that anytime I have spontaneous sex, I don't feel terrified. Um... And it's like, it has taken me having a partner who fucking loves eating ass for me to be like, bless. And I mean, I like it, but I didn't know I was going to like it until I had a partner who like enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Because it is one Mm. of those things where it's like, if a partner was doing it because he thought I liked it and he thought it was gross, I'd be mortified. Um, But the key is just to like, if you have a partner who wants to eat your ass or you think maybe you're interested in, in having your ass eaten or having a toy or finger you know, around or near ass, just get in the habit of cleaning your butt real good. And sometimes that means you have to finger your butt. And that's, that is again, something we all can feel weird shame about because it is fucking weird compared to like what we're taught. Um, and like day to day ass engagements, but like, you know, as someone where like my ass isn't day ass engagements. <laughs> as someone who like my ass isn't a pertinent part of my sexuality at least in my opinion but my partner would probably disagree um like just (laughs) just just get get down there and touch it and clean it and even if cleaning it is the only time you touch it just get used to it being there you know that's beautiful and profound and also get a bidet yes it's it's been a joy for me for for poised for poised for post-coital cleanup Mm. as well it's delightful i've always just used baby wipes because i feel like like mm. i was always like haha my ass doesn't stink haha because i had yeah. baby wipes. so That's i liked true. baby wipes until um oh, they ran out <laughs> <laughs> until they ran out in 2020 it was That's like right. me oh, and a mom shit. fighting for baby wipes and i was like Fuck your baby. <laughs> I was like, fuck your baby. Okay. You're like, I'm a gay man. Why I'm a gay man. I am more important than your crotch goblin, okay? <laughs> my ass has Let to me be have my baby tidy. Wipes. tidy ass. Tidy. Tidy, okay? I'm alone in the pandemic. I'm trying to find a, a quarantine buddy, okay? 
And your baby? No. <laughs> I'm trying to under get to 65 or fall Literally. in love. Okay? Wow. okay. <laughs> Who's going to see your baby's ass? You. Who's going to see my ass? You. Who can say? Lots of people. Who can say? Potentially 65 everyone. people. Okay? Potentially <laughs> the whole city. The love of my life? City, I mean. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know. A man doesn't fall I'm in love with a man. A man falls in love with another man's ass and then the man. And then the man. Okay. Ass no, but I was heart later. I fell no, in love with the, the man's ass. So, actually, <laughs> my straight friends were, my straight guy friends were like, you need to get a bidet, you need to get a bidet, you need to get a bidet, it's life-changing, it's life-changing, it's life-changing. It's because it's the only time they ever engage with their asshole, yeah. and actually, it's a fucking <laughs> gift. <laughs> Probably. And no. so, I, I love it. Get yourself a tissue. No, a former Always prepped. Eat a lot straight, of fiber. Yes. A former straight male roommate of mine was like we had gotten a bidet because I lived with my partner with roommates before we just lived with each other and we had gotten this bidet like because we wanted to get it and we kept on asking our our roommate if he had like tried it out because it was on the toilet that like was near everybody uses yeah so it's like we know you're like shitting in this toilet you know and um he was like, no, no, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't used it yet. He used it one day and he was like completely overwhelmed and was like, I'm never using it again. Oh my like, God. Like, you're so scared of your own body. Like, but, this is getting, this wait. is getting like deep. Like, I'm like going to think about this for a while. It's like, wait, so but we are I didn't, so I didn't realize scared that, of our I didn't own. realize that some guys don't wash their ass crack. Yeah, this is my question. This is my question because if I'm he scared. had that reaction to a bidet, it's like, well, doesn't he wipe his ass? Which I feel like is way more intimate with your butthole. Well, I do. I do think that the bidet is like tickly and tingly, and like wiping your <laughs> it's ass. It's fun. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it's like yeah. it's like it. It is more of kind of like a stimulation. It this feels a little it. bit like your ass is being licked, just like a real little bit. It does feel that way. Oh, yeah. Okay. It does. Like, no, I, I think it does, especially if it's yeah. like not a powerful stream. Yeah. <laughs> like the spigot, like the spigot. Claire and yeah. I are familiar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would have to arch my back a lot on the potato yeah. to get it to work like that. Yeah. And it, there'd probably be a lot of water all so over the bathroom floor. So my bidet has a, my bidet has a lady function. Mine too. Mm-hmm. I use the lady function though, and I rock back and forth to get you know front to back. Yeah, wow. I so I sit I sit on the bidet. And I'm just like going yeah. back and forth. Wow. I'm, to I'm get, coming. Like, I'm coming to Em's house. Uh, I'm I'm coming to visit her in about a month. So uh, catch me jerking off on your there, bidet. There, I, <laughs> this is going to be your bedroom, and there's a bathroom attached to it with a bidet. So have at it, girl. Shit. I'll be upstairs with my toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll let you guys have your alone time and I'll just go jerk off on the bidet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, okay. On that note, uh, I want to say thank you all so much for this, I think, genuinely, truly extensive conversation about sex toys. I think we covered a lot of fucking territory and I think there's always still more to say about sex toys and masturbation and everything else but um it was really great to get your perspectives on this so thank you for your time um 
thank you for your stories, good and bad. And um, I look forward to talking to all of you about sex again super soon. Bye. Sex. <laughs> Dildos. Hell yeah.